going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's a new day. Welcome to the first ever Brass Ring Media podcast. I'm Zach Haydorn. That is Tyler Sage. And this is a brand new thing. Brass Ring Media launched today. We appreciate all of the support that we've had to this point. Uh, we will talk membership and we will talk all the different ways you can get involved and support the cause and join, you know, the brass ring, brass ring media. I can barely even say that. It's so good. Um, cause and also join the community and, uh, and, and, and join what this place is going to, to be all about um, moving forward here. Tyler, what's going on? And, you know, how excited are you? Little, little BRM action. Yeah. It's a, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, day one of something, and for me at least, I don't know about you, it'll it'll feel more momentous, like with the uh, march of time in the future, yes. you know, uh, crystallizing what this is, you know, me and you were just hustling left and right in our wrestling lives, in our normal lives, and uh, it, it it is hard to put in perspective, but yeah, you and, you and me were doing our thing. And uh, thing, it's man. very exciting. And it's, it's you know, I've just popped on the Discord while you started and you're talking about Jack Ryan, you know, spoiler alert for anyone that's not on the Discord, <laughs> not part of this, but there's a non-wrestling portion. So it's like, wow, look at that. We're real human beings as well. So I'm very excited for everyone to be a part of that and uh, just appreciate everyone who's jumped on with us um, on day one. It is uh, kind of crazy that you, you've done it. And I appreciate how crazy that you are for that. And I say that with as much love as possible. So yeah, very excited. And uh, it's uh, it's a good logo. I, lo I love what you did there. So that's all you. Uh, it's oh, in thanks. the bottom here. Thanks. And uh, it's good stuff. This is going to be really fun. It's going to be really fun. And uh, what uh, what we've created is is yeah, like a a world for wrestling discussion, a world for entertainment discussion, and a world to just have a good time and hang out with people with with similar interests. And you can do that by coming to Brass Ring Media member. Uh, you, you can find us at Patreon, patreon.com backslash Brass Ring Media. Um, you get loads of exclusive member content each and every single week, including a special members only um, Brass Ring Media podcast, a specialty YouTube show, um, articles on our Brass Ring Media uh, Substack, Substack newsletter, um, which you can find through um, our Patreon page, and, and anything and everything in between. Most importantly, maybe, or at least the part that I've had most fun with today, uh, be a part of the Discord environment. Now, we are going back and forth on all sorts of kind of things. Didn't expect to be chatting Impact Wrestling on a Thursday morning mm -hmm. at 9.30 a.m. I was, and it was fun. Um, you can go right now. Patreon.com slash Brass Ring Media to become a member and learn all about the really cool stuff with All In coming up and All Out after that and Payback before that. Uh, we will be doing um, member-only uh, pay-per-view roundtables, Tyler and I, and maybe a couple guests uh, along the way. So that comes along with it. Uh, we really hope to be giving you your money's worth and, and want to earn your earn your business. It's $4 a month, $4 every single month. Um we certainly appreciate it, and we certainly will work uh, tirelessly to make sure you feel like you've gotten your value out of that. So once again, Patreon, search for us, Brass Ring Media. With that said, Tyler, man, was last night's AW Dynamite their best, you know, pay-per-view go-home hype show ever? 
Yeah, so you had that in the title uh, for anyone that's not, you know, I guess in the podcast, I, the same. I thought you're being a little facetious. Um, you know, I didn't love the episode of television, but that's such a low bar the way that you framed the question <laughs> and the fact that typically the AEW Go Home show is the week, is the penultimate episode of Dynamite. That's the pre collision era, right? This is the first pay per views, right. set of pay per views we've had with collision before, right? Or was the. I guess Forbidden Door. There was there was a collision right before that. Forbidden Door, there was too. Yeah. So, you know, it's a different era, but you know, usually the the go home edition of Dynamite has been none of the stars live in person, and they do maybe a uh, a video recap of what's going on, or maybe a sit down with Jr. or something like that if it's the main event. So, you know, yes, on that front. Um, I think some matches benefited tremendously. Jericho and Will Ospreay, I think, comes to the forefront for yeah. me on that. Um, you know, Cole and uh, MJF as well. I was on the uh, Wade the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show last night with Wade, and we were talking basically the whole time about what is going to happen in this main event of All In. And I don't think last night helped solidify that, but in a good way, right? I think anything is possible, and there's a wide range of possibilities that are cool to okay to maybe disastrous from like the 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 top of the card for the next couple months within AEW so it's all on the table it's all believable you know if i'm there live in in the arena on sunday i'm a little worried that that main event might super, what might be in service of the main event for all out as a result but to come around and answer your question technically yes i have to agree that it was the the best go home show from a hype relation standpoint but um it felt like it was three works three weeks worth of hyping a, a pay-per-view condensed into about an hour and 40 minutes <laughs> which i don't love um because the wrestling was inconsequential for the most part on that show last yeah. night even the first match was not a match so it felt very non-aew and that's not always a bad thing um so i guess i'm just sort of like mixed on things i liked and things i didn't like um from last night yeah, I mean, I'm I'm higher on it. I, I I think you just took a whole bucket of cold water and just said dump that on there because I know that's what I that's what I do. So <laughs> I thought it was like by far probably their best like go home pay per view hype ever, and I, and and most of the show itself I thought was good in in a vacuum too. There's some like obvious major question marks you can talk about those, but you know starting things off from the beginning, it's like you've got you have this angle with. Um, you know, the elite and Takeshita and those guys. And and I've already said my piece about Kenny Omega not getting a singles match on this show. So if you leave that to the side, you know, I thought that angle was good. I mean, they had, you know, they had a little bit of a brawl. Um, and what I, you know, what I liked most about it was I was waiting throughout to go, all right, well, which team, which team is going to stand tall here at the end? Because whoever it is, that other team's going over on, on, on Sunday at all in. And it was, it was interesting to me. And I kind of was like, huh, this is, this is solid when neither team had that, like neither one had that definitive, like we're standing tall WWE booking where it's like, Hey, we won, we got you the week, the show before the pay-per-view. And so, you know, what's going to happen. So I thought that was good. The, the MJF and Adam Cole sit downs with Renee Paquette, I thought were effective. And (laughs) Dude, MJF, like, here's the thing. The guy, like, is, t- is saying the right words. He's asking people to trust him. He's um, 
you know, putting it out there that he's changed and he's finally got a friend and Adam Cole is the guy that brought it out in him. And we could, you know, take this whichever way you want to take it. But I'm watching him and I'm like, I think he's going for, I think he's trying to walk the line of, you know, I want to, I want to sound like I'm, that I've changed, but I also want to leave that little sliver of doubt that, oh, but I'm still MJF. And, 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 and nobody, I don't want people to fully just buy in and trust me. And that's exactly what I was thinking when I'm watching it. I'm going, man, this is kind of believable, but there's that hint of like, you know, the jerky MJF that's there, that's there within it too. Um, and I think it's on purpose. I think it's on purpose to make you kind of doubt your own feeling toward him um, going into this. And I think to that end, it's, it, that was, was, was very, was very, very effective for him. You mentioned Will Ospreay and Chris Jericho. I don't know where that Will Ospreay promo has been for like his mm -hmm. entire career, <laughs> but that was fantastic. I mean, I think that, that sold me right away. Um, I can't believe that AW production missed that first shot to the head with the crowbar on Ray Phoenix. Like I thought, I mean, I, I give AW props for like following up and showing, doing the angle with the ambulance, but it all was just super flat. Cause no one saw the damn thing <laughs> in can, real time. I mean, can you, awful. can you not believe that for real? Or were you just saying, no, I mean, I can't, well, like, I don't know. It. Like, I think that's the odds. Like if you, if I'm telling you like, Hey, there's three big spots on this episode tonight, are all three going to get captured by the camera? I would be like, definitely two out of three. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. No. You're right. You're right. I, it just. It's like what you got. You. That can't happen. Like that cannot happen. Mm -hmm. Like and like, you know, Sunday, at Wembley, you know, eighty thousand, huge show. I mean, you can't. You know, you can't miss that. That that kind of stuff. This is like important business. And so I like the angle, and I think Phoenix going down and Air Fox being moved out of that out of that match. Um, are probably the, the things that Tony Khan alluded to in his media call saying that, that the card is changing because of things out of his control. So my guess is that's what it was. And so I thought that was okay. And, and I like the ending too, with, with Cole and MJF, like kind of, you know, running off Aussie open, but still keeping the focus like on that world title match. So then there's some things in between that I, that I, that I certainly you know, didn't, didn't like, and, and, and rolled my eyes at a bit, but, but all in pun intended. Um, I, 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 I think you, I look at this and I'm like, man, that was a, that was a show that they needed to have um, for this, for this event to, to pop some of these matches that are, were just running on fumes for week after week after week. And, and finally now at least you got the car started. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess from my perspective, I mean, I can't just, I can't argue with anything you said. It just for me, didn't besides you know the two I brought off the top. Um, I'm not more hyped for any of the matches besides the two I mentioned. Um, you know, I think Osprey and Jericho sold it as a good match. You know, going into it, we'll see what happens in the ring if Osprey can carry from an in-ring standpoint and can like slow it down and tell a story with Jericho. I think is interesting, and then obviously what's going to happen in the main event. But everything else, I think I'm as excited for as I was personally as a fan, and. You know, that's my opinion in there. I, if it changes for other people, that's great. But it, I'm curious what the straw poll would be of like, if you were on the fence about buying this show, would you have bought it based on this episode of Dynamite? And, you know, I honestly don't know what the answer is. 
probably yeah. it's more yes than no based on their past history of all the other go home dynamite. So again, that leans towards your argument there, but you yes. know, I still think it is what it is. And, you know, I think Christian cage doing his shtick and wanting to see him get beat up probably did more to sell the show for me than, than anything else. And, <laughs> you know, Nick Jackson saying he doesn't really care if they win or lose didn't help either. So I guess those two cancel each other out. So, you know, there's, there's nitpicks throughout the show and we'll see what collision does. I know, uh, apparently Jack Perry for a caller last night was, was, had a lot of good heat, so that's interesting to see where they go with that, and then we'll that's see what good. CM Punk and Joe are doing to sell their match, but um, yeah, it, it is what it is, and you know, I would just be more hyped for this show in general, besides all the pomp and circumstance of it, 80,000, you gotta see it, all that sort of stuff, but, you know, if there wasn't a pay-per-view the following week, I just cannot get over that. I said that, you know, when this was first announced, but when yeah. we were questioning, are we gonna be able to watch this? Where are we gonna be able to watch this? <laughs> And this is really like look pulling up a calendar and be like, is this literally the weekend before all you know all out of this? So all that is not super ideal, but I think the show should be very good, like all AEW shows are when you watch them. They're tremendously worked in the ring and really uncompromised in modern wrestling for equality from start to finish. So I don't think that's an issue. That's just kind of baked in for me. Um so yeah. The 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 young bucks and FTR sit down was you know, on, on one hand, I think the, the I'll, I'll be Mr. Positive here for a minute. The one hand, I like, you know, and it's probably natural, but there was like a simmering tension there that I think is is good for the match. But for as good as that was, dude, you're so right in that. How do you how do you like with a straight face and how does nobody like check if they can't trust that you're going to sell the match in the right way, how does it make air that, oh, yeah, we don't really care if we win this thing. The, the, the biggest tag match in the company and the biggest tag match for both of those guys, you know, you just can't be saying that. Like, the like it's, it's not the Young Bucks, in my eyes, being characters. It's, it's, it's just – it's like a – their real life attitude about things is bleeding over into this. It's like, no, like the whole point is to care about it. The whole point is to care and to win. The fact that you've got both these teams that care and that want to beat the other one. That's what makes people want to watch. You don't want to watch this, but like if, you know, if, if, if uh, NFL is going to start up in a couple weeks and if, you know, your quarterback one comes out there and if Justin Fields is like, eh, you know, I'm good. You know, I don't, I don't really care if we win this game. It's like, no one that would that that doesn't fly. That's not that doesn't do anything. That doesn't make anybody interested in rooting for the team or cheering against you. Like it was yeah, poor judgment at best, and you know, stupidly arrogant at at worst. I thought it was just awful, awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like to correlate it with like, you know, I'm very hard on CM Punk here. But it's the same sort of thing from a Tony Khan, make, like letting things air and letting things, you know, the backstage and they get out. Like CM Punk banning, you know, uh, Ryan Nemeth from backstage. Like this is an equivalent thing on the other side of that issue, right? Of watching this and not having the cojones to go up there and be like, "Hey, we're reshooting this." Like, right? That was you're not you're not saying that. Like, I just signed you to a multi year, multi million dollar contract. Like, you're gonna get back in there and you're gonna say you're gonna act like you care. And want to be here for this. And like, obviously that's not yes. going to happen, but like, man, 
it is like um to, to both sides the issue which you know is what it is like it's just like a lack of control on both parties of just like you know you're just booking your own stuff and it's like who do you trust and that's the way like again it's not surprising that like chris jericho mjf um you know ftr uh christian cage darby like these are the people that i trust and like i'm looking forward to their matches going forward you know the women don't even get a chance to really talk about their their match from last night so you know so it's just more more the same there so um yeah i know it comes across as negative i just there's so many opportunities that you know they gave the time which is great but it's just like you know you need to trust the people that you're going to put in big spots or don't have them in big spots. Like Darby should be Darby. I mean, not the Darby and Singh should be there, but you know, if this is two years from now and Darby and Nick Wayne are like a all-time tag team, like they should be in the spot with FTR because they're going to care more than the young bucks do at this point. So it's just totally. like to, tra- totally. to transition into that spot. If I'm Tony Khan is what I'm doing. Like who cares if I'm not going to really structure how these guys are going like who cares the most and who structures their most stuff and who puts the most work into their craft. That's who I'm giving TV time to. And that's my excuse when I, when they complain that when they're Miro yeah. and they do the same promo every week, uh, like it's on loop and pre-taped then that's, that's an issue. So that's an example. I don't know. I just, I don't know where you stand on the young bucks these days, but I am just, you know, I, maybe I'm the minority. I don't think, I don't think I am, but, it's just I'm really tired of like that that shtick, like just the lackadaisical nature. You know, they've got they they, they wrestle good matches. You know, there's obviously there's no disputing that. You know, I'm not sitting here saying that, and I'm not even sitting here saying that I'm you know tired of Young Bucks matches, even though maybe I am a little bit. But just this 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 attitude of like everything seeming beneath them is just so like you know so 2019 you know uh Mm -hmm. it's just like i'm like come on you know you guys are are grown grown men like you you have to care about something and this is like your thing you just got signed to a new deal and and yeah i guess to some people that can mean oh well great i'm just gonna sit back and you know and do whatever i want now but it's like they talked about legacy yesterday and yeah they have one for sure. And I, and I think they've got an incredible one. I mean, they have very much like a grassroots organic rise in their, in their careers. And, and I think, you know, they changed the game in a lot of ways by, you know, having their merchandise sold in different places and, and getting, you know, national exposure with that. And just, you know, kind of like just hustling to, to get themselves over as big as they, as they were. Um, and that's a great part of their legacy. But the other part that is kind of hanging on them now is, okay, well, what, what did you do with all of that once you got there? And that's where I'm kind of looking around like, yeah, you had some good matches, but um, you know, you're not, you're not a bigger star. I mean, you, you are because you have a little bit more exposure, but you're not, they're not presented as like top acts on this show. And it's like, I just want to see him do some business. I just want to see them care enough to cut a promo or to be involved in a storyline that isn't full of meta references. And until I see that, I, I feel like what, every time they're, they go out there, good match or not, I'm just like, eh, okay, that's cool. But, you know, move on to the next thing, you know, and, and it, and it, and it breezes by you pretty, pretty darn quick. So, okay. 
the Young Bucks ran over. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think like a good band that's like a comp to them, right? That like, uh, I don't know. It's hard to, because wrestling and music is so different, right? Because it's like, you know, I saw Def Leppard in concert a couple weeks ago. And in the middle of their set, they're like, oh, so we wrote some new songs during the pandemic. Here they are. And you're like, oh, my God, I am not here. No offense, Joe Elliott. I'm not here to watch you <laughs> sing three songs from your new album. This is this is a breach of fan contract. Yeah. So that's not the same thing, right? Like the Bucks, would that be them trying something new, right? But, you know, it's like the opposite. You got to not wrestling your laurels. But like what you're talking about there, and I agree 100%, like they are one of the most important tag teams in the history of the business. But yes. they could have retired December of 2020, and that would be the exact same argument. You, you, there's not really anything that's happened since then that would change that argument one one iota Correct. in the positive. So, Correct. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're like, I don't know. They're like, I'm trying to think of a band. Like, I don't know if it's yeah. like Chicago. This might be a good exercise for the Patreon page, like for <laughs> yes. top wrestlers and, and who they are. You know, who's the Oasis? Who's the Radiohead? Who, like... They get all the like the early stuff is what people remember, but their later stuff is actually way better. You know, like a Jericho might be a Radiohead or someone that's like more less less popular. Yes. You know, that is a fun exercise. So, yep, so we'll save that. We're gonna dump that we'll into the Discord tonight. Yeah. Tonight in the in the Discord, <laughs> see what see what you guys see what you guys come up with. Bradstreet Media, check us out on Patreon. Four dollars gets you access to our our world that we're building um connections to all sorts of uh, other members of the uh of the uh, of the of the thing and then you know all of our content as well so mm -hmm. check us out there uh, on patreon okay we got a question from one of our um uh our subscribers one of our members and this is uh this comes from let's see here from tracy and tracy asks Let's just make sure I want to read, make sure that I read it exactly right. So I don't, I don't mess anything up. Um, but, 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 but let me find it here. So I'll filibuster oh, for you while we're. Yeah, you filibuster. Uh, I assume it's AW related. So it's AW related. I got it. Okay. Got I got it. it. All right. Very good. Tracy, thank you for the question. Thank you for your membership. We appreciate it. Hopefully you're enjoying your first day with Brashery Media. Appreciate you. Uh, what can Dynamite do to feel less chaotic? while still feeling different from Collision. I, I mentioned to Tracy before we before I read it here that I think it's a good, it's a really good question because you do want to have, I, I, you know, a different feel to both of your shows, I think. You want to have Collision to kind of feel its way, Dynamite to feel like its way. I don't necessarily think you want a raw and SmackDown kind of thing where like, okay, one's blue and one's red. And that's really the only difference in how the product is presented. I think I've always thought that it behooved WWE to change it up. Um, with AW collision, and AW dynamite, I think collision has found a bit of a sweet spot in terms of how the show is produced and how it's laid out and how it flows. Dynamite as Tracy mentioned, I think a nice word for it would be chaotic on a gen on a, on, a, on a regular basis. Um, last night, I thought that it was less chaotic and a little more spread out. You had some some things that were able to breathe a little bit. They did like the backstage follow up angle to the crowbar to the face that nobody saw. Um, there was a little bit more of that. Um, 
So I think it's an interesting question to point out. If a dynamite starts adopting some of the pacing strategies that Collision has, they very much will feel like it's the same show at, at that point in time. I think at that point, you get to like that Raw and SmackDown kind of level. What else can they do, Tyler, to make sure that Dynamite and Collision are different from one another? And thank you, Tracy, once again. Yeah. Appreciate it and appreciate uh, you being a member. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Tracy. Um, well, I'm curious what your thoughts on this is, but I think for me, me personally, pattern recognition and uh, is, is a huge issue from it, the show feeling chaotic, right? And when I say that with Dynamite is the it's 925, so you know the women's matches happening around that time. You know the main event, hey, if it starts past 946 Eastern time, then you know, okay, the show's run late. And now Excalibur's going to yell even more for his segment, right? So there's like a couple points that hit a certain time. Like I know if the commercial break happens at the 15 minute mark, the first one or the eight minute mark, how the show is fitting. And that's me obviously writing a report every week. I'm probably more in on that, but I think some of that is more innately in you as a viewer, Zach. And if you're watching live versus taped, it's way different. Like I way prefer to watch a show up like 20 minutes after it started. If I can say off social media, and that feels way less chaotic when I watch a show like that. Also, when you're on your phone for segments that are kind of unimportant, you know, if I'm watching Raw and there's like a segment that I don't, don't deem super important and I'm doing something else, the show feels more like background. And Dynamite does a good job of making everything feel important, at least in the moment. And Collision has been, at least to me, more, hey, the opening segment and the closing segment, kind of like SmackDown has been when Roman and the Bloodline are available. Everything else in the middle is... Not unimportant, but it's not like the end-all be-all like Dynamite when it was the only main show for, for AEW. So I think all of that being said, getting off the monotony of, of the schedule helps tremendously. So when a women's match is not in that slot, I think it always helps the show feel fresher and not chaotic. And doing anything can to not have Excalibur do the, the rundown at the end. I don't think it is effective at all. And it's like no. just a meme of itself at this point. And there's a couple other things you can do, like, hey, if, uh, you know, like last night, if you get to have Ozzy open and the Hardys is booked, like, maybe you cut it and you have Ozzy open come out and talk shit about the, you know, the kangaroo kick, get that over, you have eight minutes and do that spot and don't make it feel rushed. And then you can do, hey, it's a freebie for the fans in between, you, know, you can do a, a, a Hardys and Ozzy open match for the live crew live crowds like i don't think that's going to hurt your ratings overall so making calls like that and not being so rigid and hey we have to get everything in and um so i just think little things like that would help but i'm curious if you think any of that actually makes a difference um as a viewer well i think i think that i think a lot of that makes a lot i think that makes a lot of difference um yeah i think i think keeping people on their toes i mean honestly like i think you can deploy what you just said even week to week in the same show to keep people guessing a little bit. Like, I don't even know that you need, I mean, that I think that would have its, its benefits, but I think you're absolutely right. Um, the, the thing that stands out to me is the look of the show. Like I, I, and the feel of it more than anything. Like I think back to like how, and this is, this is like a drastic example, but I think back to like, what how did ring of honor look in you know 2006 <laughs> compared to 
WWE in, mm-hmm. in, in now, right? Like you feel totally different watching those two shows, the ring of honor, 2006 shows. There's, they're a little grimy. They're a little it, it's super raw. You know, there may be like a camera that's, flies through the, the, the hard cam shot and oh, oh it just happened that way and i'm not that's, i'm not advocating for for that with with for aw collision or aw dynamite to differentiate one another what i'm advocating for is like that feeling that you're watching something different that feeling of like if you take somebody from that's been on aw dynamite for two years and you take them off of dynamite and drop them into aw collision people are going to want to watch that because they feel so different watching the, you know, the AW collision product as opposed to, you know, as opposed to um, dynamite. It's like, what would have happened if you put Randy Orton? It's what worked so well with like the one night stand show with, with John Cena and, and, and our and Rob Van Dam. Like it just felt different. It, it felt it was produced by WWE. It was polished like WWE, but it still felt different because it, looked different and it was shot different. And that's what I would be looking for. Like I'd be, you know, maybe putting the entrance somewhere else or having something a little bit smaller, like WWE does on some of those, you know, smaller PLEs so that they can, you know, it just, the buildings feel fuller in that regard. Um, Maybe I shoot the ring differently or keep it, you know, I thought it was always interesting at Daly's place when they elevated it up and they had that elevated Mm -hmm. ramp like that, that looked different. Um, All of those things, I think, or where I'd go to try to differentiate one another. But to me, it's about feel like, how do I, how do we make it that the two shows are AEW and they are under the AEW banner and everything else is like important in them and between them. But when you sit down on a Saturday night to watch it, you feel in this way. And when you watch on Wednesday, like you feel this another way and and to me that's that's the sweet spot and i don't think they've got there yet i don't think you know presenting AEW collision as like the red color show you know yeah it's red but you know it's not that's not enough i think you want to go further than further than that mm-hmm. yeah. what else could they do man like like elevate the ring i mean you know you could you, you need to, it needs to be polished you know so again i'm not suggesting they go back to like filming the show with with five you know camcorders but (laughs) (laughs) although if you watch some of those roh 2006 shows man it is it's crazy like Mm -hmm. just like the production on those things well you can you could also do the uh you know like nxt mat versus the wwe mat right like have the black carpet as opposed to the gray carpet things like that different rope colors i mean you, you know don't need to do the cruiserweight purple belt or you know no, to retape gosh. all the all the ropes the, bas- the bathroom so, break belts yeah yeah <laughs> um so you know that sort of stuff i also like depending on who the maybe the champion or who is the main person in the show like to do like you know different venues for a collision where hey you got less viewership it's maybe a little harder to move tickets and not that it would be a constant thing but even the the arenas that they're in um, besides shooting it differently, you know, like Amberstein Ballroom uh, would be a great place to shoot a collision and make it feel like a special episode and have it be branded. You know, they've definitely gotten away from the branded dynamites and collisions, which I think is good. But, you know, if you occasionally have, hey, like every once every month we go to some cool 
you know, 1500 seat arena and it's hard to get a ticket. And it feels like the everyday working man persona that we're still running with with CM Punk. And he's the main anchor of the show that would work. And dynamite's the always in the arena show. That's not like an A or a B thing, but just something like that would change it up. But I mean, yeah. definitely shooting it differently, like shooting it, you know, the hard cam on the entrance ramp. And then you put the crowd, right. you know, around it. Well, that would make it, you know, that'd make a huge difference. They make it feel different besides how they do it. So, you know, yes, I think AEW has been very good at the very quick pivots when things are not working or working and like leaning into them or leaning away from them. But like the, you know, like steering a, that's steering like a paddle boat, right? But steering an aircraft carrier and turning that, it takes a long time. And AEW just hasn't really ever made a turn like that from a production standpoint. So, um, no, they have, they have not. All right. Let, let's go to another uh, question here. You can, you take it away while I, while I search out this, uh, <laughs> this question. Because <laughs> um, I had it yeah, and now well, it's gone. I assume it's AEW related once more as we are on the subject. It, or, it is. We... It is. Okay. Oh, no. No. Here okay. Okay. I don't. Uh, let's see. It's more of a, it's a comment from mm-hmm. um one of our our members um and it was exactly. in the comments on nxt we'll finish up with this and then we're gonna you know head to uh, uh the member the member side of the show here um i know tyler you're not a big nxt person at least right now you used to watch mm-hmm. nxt um uh zach a member of ours uh chimed in on our uh wrestling channel on discord which has been blowing up so to everybody check it out uh become a member patreon Backslash brass ring media. It's four dollars. Uh, you get all my content. You get all Tyler's content, and you get access to the world that we're building. Um, lots of cool things to discuss over there. Brass ring media on Patreon. He advocating for NXT. Like ah, pull the plug, put it on Peacock. It's a Peacock product right now. I disagreed with that. I disagreed with that. I I don't know how much you've seen of NXT in the last 12 weeks, but the last eight weeks I I have given like pretty high grades to, as far as it being a WWE produced two hour show with developmental talent. And like, I'm sure that I'm sure our listeners right now are going like, okay, Zach, let's, let's throw some more caveats on that thing. Let's, let's <laughs> throw some more caveats, but that's what it is. I mean, that's what it is. It's their third hour television. It has de- developmental talent on it and it's a WWE product. And so you're going to get weird vignettes. You're going to get, you know, weird storylines where mob bosses are throwing people off bridges. And that did happen. But I have enjoyed, um, watching it on, on a pretty semi-regular basis for most of this, for, for, since WrestleMania, really. You know, I think things really kind of came to a head when Carmelo Hayes got the title, that, you know, he was clearly the biggest star on the show. And you know me, I'm a bit advocate for get your roster in line. You know, make sure the people who are most over are in the right spots. And, and Braun Breaker for a while was kind of holding down the top, you know, and he just – he was fine, and he's like a, he's a big star on the show, but he wasn't the top star on the show. And once Carmelo Hayes beat him, everything kind of else kind of settled in, into place. Um, so it's a good show, and if you haven't checked it out, I suggest give it a, give it another chance. All of that is meaningless, though, to answer Zach's point because television rights, man, 
That's where it's at mm-hmm. right now. That's how WWE is making money. That's not the only way, but it's a big way. That's how AEW is just positioning itself for a super huge TV deal. And, you know, look, they did over 700,000 viewers this week for the Heat Wave episode. It, it's not like like an embarrassing show where it's like, okay, this can't be WWE's product on national TV. So let's hide it away. It's certainly not that Zach, this is, this is going to help make WWE money. There's no way if I'm Paul Levesque or I'm Nick Khan, I'm putting this on, on Peacock, not with the kind of dough that's being tossed around for live entertainment and live sports. Just not going to happen. Tyler. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Unless Peacock wants to pay me more than unless you know, Peacock, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Peacock, you know, Peacock is NBC Universal, right? Which is the USA Network. So yeah. unless they, for some reason, wanted to, you know, not have a well-rated uh, show on broadcast television, if they're like abandoning the USA Network as part of some consolidation in the future, Raw is on NBC. Let's say. And because that fills, let's say, their whole Monday night of programming forever, and they don't have to pay for more expensive programming. I'm not saying I'm just spitballing based on this question, right? And NBC wants that on NBC Monday nights, um, and then it wants, you know, NXT on Peacock to to pump that up. Then yes, you do that. But if you look at the top five w, uh, wrestling shows on cable television, it's SmackDown, then it's Raw, then it's Dynamite, then it's NXT, then it's Collision, right? So. Even if it was fifth, I wouldn't take it off TV if, unless I was prompted to. But it is not even the lowest performing show on yeah, you're right. Tel- Good on call. Major wrestling television. So in the rampage after that, right? And then Access probably gets what 100,000 people, maybe just because it's hard to find. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I couldn't agree with more. Whether you like it or not, um, you know, to take it off would seem counterproductive from a business standpoint. And yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I think if you go back and watch some of those episodes of TV when it was an hour. I mean, those were like old school eighties, like Saturday night's yes. main event was the way they styled it. They're pretty hard to watch. They're really just, you're thinking, you know, everyone is thinking takeovers, but I mean, I never really watched NXT week to week unless it was a couple weeks before the pay-per-view and I wanted to get caught up on maybe some feud I didn't know, but like, it's never been like the greatest weekly TV show product of all time. So I think that's kind of, I was a big like NXT TV, like binge watcher. It'd be like, Oh man, Mm -hmm. I take over is this weekend. I better, I better Mm -hmm. hurry up and watch 12 (laughs) episodes of NXT. And it didn't take all that long because you could fast forward through things here and there. And you know, all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you're, you're done. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You're right about that. It wasn't, it's not, we're bad shows, but yeah, they're not. um, I think, I think if you like, and this might be an interesting project down the road for for somebody, but like really with a um, an honest look, mm-hmm. I bet the shows are better now than they were, in, you know, than those some of those hour long shows. You know, I just yeah, I think they I think you'd find that they they were now the takeover is obviously a different story, so not going mm-hmm. down that road. Um, all right, Tyler, last question here before we jump over to the member side of things. Did MJ? What happened last night with MJF and Adam Cole? Did it change your opinion on what you think is going to happen? Not what you want to have happen, but what you think is going to have happen by the time everything's said and done 
at at all in no it did not uh and okay. i don't think it's a bad thing i think you know cole turning on mjf is the most likely thing to happen i don't think that changed last night with the finally the introduction of the kingdom at least being brought up on television and then cole the way he freaked out when he was pressed on it versus mjf um you know mjf pulled the ring out but he decided not to do it just like cole hadn't but on the sit-down interviews, Cole was more erratic and um, confused, I would say, than MJF seemed to know himself in, in, in his current role more than Adam Cole did from a character perspective. So, no, I did not change that. It just made it more open-ended and anything's possible, which I like. So, yeah. So, it changed it for me. It changed it for me yeah. towards your towards your angle. Like, and the, and, and the reason why is that Adam Cole sit down. You know, he mm-hmm. was more on edge. Like, he really was a pos to to renee you know and renee's so likable it's like if you're mean to renee like that's a that's a that's a tell mm-hmm. um and so yeah so now i'm like a little bit more i was like pretty steadfast going into this like it, mjf mjf heel still punk match at all out mm-hmm. and now i'm not so sure so i think to that end for me specific i think the bill did a good job of kind of making me wonder a little bit further okay what's how is this going to go down and 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 be invested in in how it goes down so that mm-hmm. that could be why like i was a little bit higher on the show than you were because that 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 those pieces made me think more and go okay like there could be something afoot here tyler might be right after all these weeks of analysis mm-hmm. we'll see it's all about the execution right i think that made it yeah. bad if it works, it, it is uh, could go down as one of the best stories AEW has ever told. If it falls flat, then uh, you know it won't. So we'll see what happens. It's it's all you know. I, this is there's not been a AEW World Title match that has not felt you know, let alone conclusive, and you know exactly how it's going to go. This is not that way. And then you know, there's really no angle. It's been a straight up fight every single time. So um, yeah, it's it's a new era from that perspective. I'm excited yeah. to see what happens. Me too. Me too. All right. We'll, we'll put a ball on it right there. Um, Tyler and I are going to head off and record our member-only uh, YouTube show and our member-only podcast um, that will drop soon after this. This is the free portion of the show. Thank you, everybody who tuned in on Twitter. We will be up and running on YouTube. We had a – YouTube was – a little testy today for us so <laughs> we'll normally be on youtube here you can uh subscribe to our youtube channel brass ring media on youtube check that out um follow us on twitter uh brass ring underscore media we are on twitter you can get all of our updates um there on a regular basis and of course become a member try us out uh we we want you to trust us with, with your business and we'll make sure that you do. You can find us on Patreon. It's Brass Ring Media, patreon.com backslash Brass Ring Media. Every single week, um, specialty columns from myself, specialty columns from Tyler Sage on our Brass Ring Media newsletter. Access to the Brass Ring Media Discord world right now, blowing up, talking Jack Ryan and impact wrestling at the same time <laughs> be there be there for that um and then also uh various different podcasts post pay-per-view roundtables and heck of a lot else you can figure see all of that and how to do it for four dollars um on yep. patreon thank you to everybody who checked that, us out appreciate it go ahead before Tom. we go definitely going to do a 
a round table on all in that'll probably drop Monday at some point. Um, yes. So that's a Patreon perk to start. And then also Stephanie Chase will be joining me to, to she'll, she'll be there live and in person in London at Wembley. So uh, sometime next week we'll be talking and get her perspective. That'll be a Patreon exclusive show as well. So to, uh, to really uh, get you guys excited. There you go. That'll be great. Stephanie's awesome. And yeah, this, she's been waiting for this show in her backyard for a long time. So yeah, it'll mm-hmm. be uh, really good to talk to her. Awesome. All right. Thanks everybody for joining us. We'll talk to you guys next week. See you later.